everybody and welcome to SCL, the Subject Composition and Light Photography Podcast. This is episode 100 and... No, 100? 252, recording on the 24th of January 2015. Hi everybody, hope you've had a good last uh, couple of weeks. I thought I would do just a, just a short podcast um, this time, covering some ground... Um, really borrowed from a video I recently did for YouTube where I've kind of got into uh, the idea of mixing and matching some of my videos and coming up with different kind of formats and one of them is the top 10 thing you know you see them on YouTube all the time you know 10 amazing things 10 amazing videos and I've done more I did one 10 ways to avoid getting your camera stalling then I thought well how about 10 ways to improve your photos I had to sit down with a cup of coffee and think if someone came to me and said, Rob, you know, what things could I do? What 10 things could I do to make my photographs look better? What would they be? And at first you think, oh, it's quite simple, isn't it? But then you think, well, what is really important when it comes to getting your, your photos better? And I think the kind of the, the unspoken um, method, if you like, is, uh, and this isn't included in the 10, I think it ended up as 10 plus 1, actually. It ended up as 11, but I didn't realise it was 11 when I did the notes. And so throughout the video, I was saying 10 ways, and then I got to the end and thought, actually, there's 11. I did 11 ways. So, uh, so anyway, there's, there's, there's a common saying, isn't it? You know, If you want to take more interesting photos, put your camera in front of more interesting situations. And uh, you know that that's the big thing, isn't it, for improving your, your photography. Although... We might find certain things interesting when we're wandering around on photo walks or organising photo shoots and things like that. At the end of the day, it's it's the subject that is uh, is really really important, you know, subject comp- composition and like. But if we put that to one side, because there's no point taking photos of amazing subjects if you do it in a poor way, you know, because you could say you know a lesser subject looks better photographed in a better way so anyway i put together 11 ways to improve your photography simple ways but it doesn't involve in buying anything and i thought it might be interesting just to share them on the podcast as well and get some get some feedback i'd really love it if uh, people could email me you know scalespeedrichgmail.com with if someone came to you and said what are the 10 things i should do to improve my photography or even what's the one thing or the three things I should do you know maybe uh, we can get get a bit of a conversation going and I can include some of that in a uh, future podcast so here we go so I think the first thing when you first start off one of the challenges is is simply to get things level and straight in your photography in your pictures you know get that horizon straight get those telephones straight get that building straight now it's not a rule that things have to be straight but a guideline is If something is pretty close to straight, get it dead on straight. But if you want it to be um, a bit wonky, a bit of an angle, get it really over an angle so it's obvious. So it's not just slightly skewed, it's really skewed or it's dead straight. And to do that, most cameras have some lines on the viewfinder or you'll have some autofocus points that are in a line that you can just line up against your your subject or part of your subject, you know, like the horizon or a building or a lamppost. 
And generally, if you're a bit confused about what things should be straight, you know, if you've got some perspective distortion going on, verticals are the things to look for. So on, say, a street scene where you've got buildings um, and, say, roads, and it's not always obvious what the horizon should be, what people will see when they look at the photo, they'll want things like the telegraph poles or the telephone poles to be straight. So get them straight and everything else will follow. In other words, you can, you can sort it out in post-processing with cropping and rotating as well. A really important thing to make your photos better, and this mainly applies to people photos, portraits, but it applies to almost every other aspect of photography as well, is using a longer lens. If you just take the action of taking the wide angle uh, lens off your wide angle zoom off your camera, say your 18 to 55, and put the 55 to 250 or the 70 to 300 or whatever you've got on, and simply take photos with a longer lens, you, your photos are better, your portraits will look better because longer lenses are more flattering. You end up with more blurred backgrounds, um, and people just look better. Your landscape and your urban photography will tend to look better as well because you end up having to choose a part of the frame, concentrate on that. Hopefully, you know, in your opinion, the most interesting part of the scene in front of you, and you end up just taking a picture of that. So it can be quite, quite a challenge. Now, if you've got a super zoom or a compact that doesn't have changeable um, lenses, don't worry. Just zoom it in a bit. So when you turn the when you turn your camera on, just zoom it, <laughs> zoom it all the way, then back a little, back up a little bit. And you'll almost automatically get more interesting and better photographs. Next tip, crouch down or stretch up. This is all part of the not taking photos from the same perspective as everybody else. Um, and simply by squatting down and taking a picture from that angle or trying to get your perspective a little bit higher by reaching up with your camera or moving to a higher position can make a big, big difference. Also, what you want to always do, I think, is when you're taking a picture of a subject, so you see something in front of you that's interesting, or you're on a photo shoot and you're taking a picture of a person that's interesting, or a product, you know, it could be anything really, make sure that you take a portrait-orientated shot, so with a camera on its side, and a landscape shot as well. Always take both. Because although at the time, as you're looking through the viewfinder, it may look better on one particular orientation than the other I would always say give yourself the option of the other format because even though it may be obvious to you at the time when you get home and you look at it on your computer you may find the other one is the one that you really want and it also it's also the numbers game isn't it because it also gives you another photo where if there was something in the background that was moving or you moved simply by taking that second shot you give, give yourself more of an opportunity for a keeper look for distractions around the frame when we're taking photographs we often see the subjects but we're not very good at seeing things that distract from our subject an example of the example i gave in the video was imagine you're taking a picture of your wife in front of uh, say a, a beautiful church and you, she's standing there maybe you're on holiday you're in italy or somewhere like that and you think, oh god oh, she looks beautiful oh that building building looks beautiful as well and you you compose the shot you take the picture and then you get the camera home, you look at the photos, and you discover to your horror that, say, 30 feet behind your wife, there was a lamppost. And now it appears to be growing straight out of the top of her head. 
And there was also a litter bin full of trash off to one side that you didn't see. Because the problem is, you see, with our eyes, we're just looking at the, the interesting bits of the photo, the things that we're really interested in. Whereas the camera, obviously, the all-seeing eye, sees the distractions as well. So if you take that extra second or so just to look around the edge of the of the frame or on the back of your camera when you've taken the photo just to see if there's anything there that you can work on part of this as well is simplifying your photos i often think with photography less is more and one of the ways that we can do this is with simple composition and the rule of thirds is a great way of deciding where you should put the elements in your particular uh, photo and it is a rule but it's really more of a guideline so imagine you've just got your frame in front of you and then you just put two equally spaced horizontal lines and two equally spaced vertical lines across the uh, viewfinder and then where those lines cross those four points you can call them power points if you wanted to <laughs> and you just want your subject to be on those so if it was a portrait you want the eyes to be or one of the eyes on one of these points um, if you're doing a landscape you want the horizon to be on either the lower or the upper horizontal if there was a tree as your subject maybe you'd want to have that on the right or left vertical and you know and get a little bit closer and just do that and you'll find that your photos may become a little more interesting by having something like the rule of thirds or a guideline of thirds and, and loosely sticking to it, very loosely, basically what it means is just never really have your subject dead centre of your photos. If you kind of have that, it also helps you to decide on a very simple composition for each photo. So you look through the viewfinder and it gives you a set of guidelines to move the viewfinder around to set up the photo. And again, you can change this in post-processing but if you kind of start off with the rule of thirds that is a really good place to begin if something is going to be symmetrical make it very very symmetrical take the time and effort to to make sure that everything is bang on that way and i'm also a big believer in getting closer so filling the frame but also cropping in post-processing you'll hear people say oh i don't crop in post you know, I believe she'd get it right in camera. You know, but forgive me, but most cameras that we're all using, when you look for the viewfinder, especially DSLRs, you're only seeing about 95% of the photo at best. The rest of it, the camera's taking the picture, but you don't get to see that until you upload it to your computer. So you've got to crop, haven't you? You've got to crop it to what you see. And by cropping and rotating, you can make your photo level. You can make it kind of... Um, go along with the rule of thirds and you can make your subject bigger in the frame and i think cropping yeah and it's very simple to do in something like picasso or lightroom or photoshop whatever photo editing software you do is critical to making our photos look better a good crop and playing around with the crop can just transform a photo from something that was a bit of a postcard a bit of a uh, snapshot to something very special indeed now, I also think you should look at lots and lots of photos. I've talked about this many times in the podcast and in videos. The more photos, the more quality photos you look at in, say, magazines or photo books, you'll be developing your palette as a photographer. I'm not saying copy, you know, people like Ansel Adams or Leibovitz or Avedon or Bailey um, or Helmut Newton, but just by looking at that work, you'll 
be able to set, if you like, the high tide line of what really good quality photos look like by reading magazines like National Geographic, Vogue, L, that sort of thing. You'll see what the state of the art, if you like, of photography is. And then, you know, and you'll start aiming that high too. And then on the back of that, you've got to take more photos. Photography is a numbers game. You know, if you think, going back to the, the magazine allegory, say somebody's um, doing a photo shoot for Vogue with like a top supermodel for the cover. How many photos do you think they take in order to get that one cover shot? Do they just set up the model, set up the lights, get it to pose, click, there we go, we've got the shot. No, 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 they'll take hundreds, if not thousands of photos in lots of different locations with lots of different lighting setups, poses and stuff because the photographer and the artist's art director, they just don't know what they've got straight away. You can't um, because the viewfinder is too small. Even if you're working tethered, it may take you know a day or two of looking at the photo to then decide, actually, you know, that was the killer shot. And so by taking more photos, you end up with more keepers. I mean, I personally think that over a year of shooting, myself, if I get 10 good photos, that's a good year. Um, I recently did my, I think last podcast, then I talk, talked about my best photos of 2014. And some of them are okay. They, they, they by no means, maybe one or two of them will get into my kind of best of photos of all time kind of thing. But the rest of them probably weren't. And that's because I didn't take enough photos. I didn't go out and do enough things in 2014. But by going out there, visiting different locations, doing different photo shoots, you'll get more keepers. Because I don't just mean put your camera on motor drive, motor drive, motor drive, and click, 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 click away, you know, 50 frames of the same subject. We're talking about mixing it up, trying different angles, trying different locations, um, and uh, trying different styles and effects that way as well. And the final tip, which again, I've talked about this before, but I wanted to kind of bring it together, is is the most important thing to improve your photography is only show your best stuff. You know, only show the photos that you think are exceptional. Now, professional photographers are very lucky because when they're submitting photos for to magazines and the like, they've got editors, picture editors, who'll look at the photos and pick the best ones that they think uh, are the best. And they get paid to do that. And so the photographer then can think, oh, yeah, and then he, they can just show those photos as part of their portfolio. We don't, you know, we go out, we take dozens of photos on a photo walk. We get emotionally attached to the effort um, that we put in to take those photos. And then we, we simply want to share them with lots of people. I'm very guilty of this. If you go through my Flickr photo stream, you'll find lots of photos and you think, well, that's a bit crap, Rob. Why is that there? Probably because it took a bit of effort to take the photo. And I think I'm damn well going to share it, you know, no matter how rubbish it is. And it's only sort of a few months later when I start uh, filtering through the photos that I kind of discard them and don't include them in some of my uh, other collections that show my better work. But if you only share your best work, you will automatically become a better photographer. Imagine if I, throughout the year, only shared my 10 best photos of 2014, you know, one every month and a bit. You know, oh, people would go, oh, wow, amazing. God, doesn't this guy take great photos? Instead of all the kind of also rand that i also upload so that's very very important especially when it comes to sharing your photos with friends and family on facebook and and other social networking if you only give them the best photos they will think my gosh this guy's a great photographer so there we go what do you think what 
tip, hints and tips would you give someone to make their photos better? I think if you were to ask me, what's the three most important things to take better photos that you could do tomorrow? I would say the most important thing is is the real practical thing of just using a longer lens. Put a longer lens on your camera and you'll get better looking photos. Becoming better at cropping is the second thing. Post-processing, getting in there and learning things about to do with composition and how with a good crop you can transform a photo. Because most of the photos we take, well, most photos I take tend to be a little bit too far away. And a good crop, getting in and getting close to the subject can really make a big difference. So use a longer lens, learn how to crop and don't be afraid to crop in and only share your best work. That's the last one. Only share your best work. They're the three things, three bits of advice I would give everybody. And if you did that tomorrow, you would automatically have better photos. But I'm throwing out to everybody out there in podcast land, what do you think? Email me, scalespeeder at gmail.com. Well, that's enough from me for this time. Thanks to everybody for going into the Flickr group. Remember, it's free and sharing their photos. Um, thanks to everybody for going over to robinonphoto.com. Thanks everybody for going over to YouTube and watching my YouTube videos and yeah, putting up with me there too. But most of all, I'd like to thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast. My name's Rob from robinonphoto.com or Scale Speeder on YouTube. And hopefully I'll see you again pretty soon. Bye.